Well, hello, I'm Heather O'Brien, and today I want to talk to you about the Father's heart regarding healing. Is it His will to heal? That's my first question I'm going to ask. And I've been studying healing for quite a while, and I don't have all of the answers, but I have a few that I would like to share with you today. I believe that it is God's will to heal. I believe healing is revealed in three places in scriptures. It's revealed in the covenant, the kingdom, and in the cross. So in the covenant, we see healing included in wonders. In Exodus 34, we see that God makes the covenant with his people. And he says he's going to perform miracles that's never been performed anywhere on earth. And, and then the new covenant we see Jesus. He's the better promise. He's the better sacrifice. And the superior covenant is where healing is. I see healing in the kingdom. In um, Luke and Matthew, we see a few examples of when Jesus sends the disciples out. He tells them some really specific things. He says in Luke 10 verse 9, he tells them to heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. In Matthew 10, verse 7 and 8, he says, Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you've received. So in both of these gospels, we see the kingdom of God is near when healing takes place. So we see healing is in the kingdom. Sickness is not in the kingdom. We see healing also in the cross. So it's in the covenant, the kingdom, and the cross. It's in the cross and the best illustration I'd like for this message is in Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. And his, he was whipped so that we could be healed. And you can see in this one scripture that Jesus shows healing three-dimensional in the body, soul, and the spirit. You see, it, it says he was pierced for our rebellion and crushed for our sins. That's spiritual. He was beaten so we could be whole. That was for our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. And he was whipped so that we could be healed. That is for our body. So what is the Father's heart regarding healing? Is it his will to heal? Yes. It's revealed in the covenant, in the kingdom, and in the cross. So I'm convinced that it's God's will to heal. And to say any different would mean that God's will changes depending on circumstances. But we know that God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. That's in Numbers 23. He doesn't change, so if he's healer, it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever in Hebrews 13. So we know that he doesn't change. And we also know that God's name is healer. He actually declares himself the Lord who heals you. For the first time in Exodus 15, this is right after um, 
the Israelites are in the wilderness. They're going towards the promised land. They've just left Egypt and they can't find water that's suitable to drink. They find bitter water and God shows them how to make the water consumable and he says right after that he says if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians for I am the Lord who heals you his name is healer so he can't change who he is he is healer God's desire to heal is not a gray area. And if we don't firmly believe that it's God's will to heal, then how can we pray boldly for healing? We're told in several of the Gospels that if we pray for anything and believe that we've received it, then it'll be ours. Or it says pray for anything, and if you have faith, you'll receive it. But if you don't believe it's God's will to heal you, how can you pray with faith? How can you pray and believe that you received it if you're just not sure that it's even God's will? I don't think that you can convince me that you can do this. So if you aren't sure it's God's will to heal, you just won't have the faith or believe to receive the healing. So this message is about the Father's desire is to heal you. And it may leave questions in your mind about why people don't get healed sometimes. Well, there's many reasons why people may not get healed, and I'm going to discuss a few of them. And just because we may not see healing happen, we can't reduce the message of the gospel. Our experience, we must ache for the experience to line up with the gospel. So there's multiple reasons why a body might need healing other than a, a physical healing. You know... It's easy to see when a body needs healing because it has trauma, like you've been in a car wreck or you fell off a horse or you twisted your ankle on the trampoline. All of those are really easy for you to see that your physical body needs healing. But I would have proposed to you that you could actually need physical healing because of other reasons involving your spirit and your soul. You know, you're a triune being. You are a spirit with a soul inside of a body. All three parts are intertwined and you can't divorce one from the other. They all go together and when one part is not in working order, the other three may come out of alignment also. Let's talk about some spiritual reasons why you might need physical healing. I'm going to go over several biblical um, examples and scriptures so don't get overwhelmed with the scripture I just want to make sure that you understand that I'm backing up what I'm saying I'm not making this up there's a lot of stuff about healing in, in the book of Proverbs you can read that I'm gonna pull out just two verses that kind of stand out to me Proverbs 3 7 and 8 is a very famous verse don't be impressed with your own wisdom instead fear the Lord and turn away from evil then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. So this verse equates turning from evil and, and receiving healing. That actually when you fear the Lord, you can get healing for your body. That's a spiritual thing that leads to a physical restoration. 
we see another example in Proverbs chapter 4. Um, it says to listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. And this, I finally, I see that the spiritual side of this is obedience equals health, like physical health from spiritual obedience. We also know uh, in the book of John, Jesus healed a person and it gives us a one little verse on John 5, 14 says, but after Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you are well, so stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. This is very clear from Jesus that sinning related to needing a physical healing. This is a spiritual thing that led to a physical um, need for healing. We also know from the book of Job that physical illness could possibly be an attack from Satan. It might be nothing that you've done. It might be that you are, you know, a righteous person just like Job and you don't have any sin or unforgiveness in your heart. You're clean as you can be, but an attack from Satan is coming and you need a physical healing because of an attack from Satan. So we understand there's there's several different spiritual reasons as to why we might need a physical healing. It has nothing to do with the fact that we were in a trauma. You know, we were in a car wreck or twisted our ankle or whatever. It, these are spiritual reasons that we need a physical healing. Well, I want to talk to you also about some reasons for your soul needing healing would, we, would require a physical healing in your body. Your soul is what I'd like to describe as a three parts, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind being your imagination, your intellect, and your thoughts. Your will would be your choice, your ultimate decisions that you make. And your emotions would describe the way you feel, you know, like fear, depression, anxiety, happiness, contentment, and loneliness are just some examples of emotions. So your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. Well, sometimes your soul needs to be healed. You can't disconnect the fact that your soul and your body and your spirit are all connected. Remember, they're all connected and one gets out of alignment, the other two may also. Our emotions can be perverted by Satan, causing normal God-given emotions to be used against us. We see that clearly with fear Fears from God, he wants us to know when we should be afraid of something and stand back and not not go towards it. But fear can also be perverted where we're just afraid of things that we shouldn't be afraid of. Well, I, I recently did an experiment, a science experiment with my child for school. We decided to do something called a rice experiment. Now, if you don't know what this is, I'm going to tell you just a little bit about it. You cook some white rice, just plain white rice, and you separate it into two jars. You close them up and you mark one jar as hate and one jar as love. The jar marked hate is sealed and the jar marked love is sealed. Both are, have equal amount of rice. The same rice came from the same container. And the each day, you take the jar individually and you speak to it according to its name. 
So the hate jar, you would pick up and you would talk to it really nasty, hateful things like, I hate you. You're no fun. No one wants to be around you. Go be by yourself. Don't, you know, you're filthy and you're a liar. You're disgusting. We just would come up with whatever horrible thing that we could come up with. And we would set that jar down and then we would pick up the jar labeled love. In this jar, we would talk to it according to its name. We would say, I love you. Your name is love. You are so fun to be around. Everyone likes you. You're the best friend anyone can have. And we would go on and on about how lovely it was. And we would set it down. And each day we would just do this once or twice a day. Well, within two weeks, there was a noticeable difference between the two jars of rice. The jar of hate was turning brown. The jar of love was the same. It looked the same as if we put it in. Well, then one month later, after four complete weeks of talking to them, we could see black mold growing in the jar marked hate. And we could see the jar of love rice that was perfectly white Maybe we wouldn't eat it because it was four weeks old, but it did not look anything like the jar of hate, which was dark brown and had dark black parts of mold in it. This, this was a science experiment. The question for the science experiment was, well, is it possible for our words to affect the world around us? And the answer is clearly yes. Our words are really powerful, actually. We're told this in Proverbs. We, it talks about our words in uh, how powerful the tongue is. Proverbs 17.22 is, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. This is exactly what describes what happened in the rice. The, the broken spirit showed so clearly with the tainted hate rice, and the cheerful heart was good medicine to the other rice that was love. Um, and, and this is a really good example. Proverbs 16, 24. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. So I just want to take a moment. Make sure you understand this rice example experiment is I'm, I'm demonstrating the fact that the soul received those negative words and emotions, but they physically needed transformation and healing and restoration. They were all interlinked. My words affected their physical composition. And this, how much more true is this for our, us as humans? So I want to give you a couple of biblical examples. I've gone over a lot of Proverbs and they're all great and really specific about healing, but I want to look at what Jesus did. I want to dissect Matthew chapter 8 verses 2 through 4. If you want to turn there with me, that would be great. I'm going to dissect this well-known um, verse. And let's see how Jesus healed the sick. So it says, Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, don't tell anyone about this. 
Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. So let's dissect this verse. So if first it starts out that Jesus touched the man. This means his soul was healed. If he had leprosy, he was likely an outcast and people did not touch him for fear of the disease being contagious. His need for physical touch as a human hadn't been met in a while. He may have believed in lies that were hurting his soul, such as being unworthy. And so when Jesus touched him, he actually healed his soul. But then it says, he instantly, the leprosy disappeared. This was his physical body being healed. So now he's been healed in her soul and body. And then finally it says, Jesus told him to go to the priest for examination. And this is where his spirit got restored. In Leviticus 13, we see what it looks like for a serious skin disease. What, what does the law say about serious skin disease? It says that they actually had to tear their clothes and leave their hair uncombed. That they had to cover their mouth and call out, unclean, unclean, everywhere they went. And as long as that serious skin disease lasted, they would be ceremonially unclean. And they had to live in isolation outside of their place of the camp. That means they're not around their friends and family anymore. They're in isolation alone with this sickness and disease, right? So whenever G Jesus told him to go to the priest to get restored, he's actually telling the man who said that you were unclean is now going to call you clean. He is going to restore you back into full measure. And whenever he does, he's going to examine you and he's going to call you clean and you're going to be able to go to the temple and worship like you haven't been able to do. You're going to be able to be restored completely. You're going to be able to go back to your friends and family because now you have been restored, body, soul, and spirit. And Jesus was really intentional with this. I hope you can see that, that he was very intentional with this. We can read over these two verses and not see how he is like, everything that he did was very much on purpose and he was interested in healing the body soul and the spirit of the man we see this example again in acts chapter 3 peter and john actually imitate what they learned with jesus if you want to look at acts chapter 3 verses 1 to 8 we're going to dissect this verse too and this kind of shows us what we're supposed to do you know we could say well jesus did it but how do we do it? Well, he's showing us that we need to heal people's soul, body, and spirit when we minister healing. So in Acts 3, we can see Peter and John imitating Jesus. It says, they went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. And each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate so that he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. 
He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then, walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Okay, so let's dissect this a little bit. Remember, Jesus showed us to heal the body, soul, and spirit. So what did, what did Peter and John do? It says, Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. That was some physical touch for his soul. And he said his man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. That's his body. And then it says, he jumped up and he went into the temple with him. His spirit got restored. I want you to specifically look at the very last sentence. It says, then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Walking, the lame man was physically healed. Leaping, the man's soul was healed. You know, people don't go leaping around when they're depressed. People leap when they are full of joy. So his soul got restored. And then it says he was praising God. That is his spiritual restoration. And he went into the temple praising God. That is spiritual. So Peter and John took on what Jesus showed them and they healed body, soul, and spirit. So my, in conclusion, you know, how do we practically get healed body, soul, and spirit ourselves, or pray for others to do it? You know, when I first started researching healing and reading books, I was often left with the question, but how do I do it? And really, you know, looking back now, I can see that no one really wants to have a formula for it because we have to be led by the Holy Spirit in our prayers. There, there's not supposed to be a formula. There's supposed to be spirit-led prayers. But also, you're not supposed to be ignorant of the basics. And that's what I wanted to teach you today. That the basics are that Jesus wanted to heal the body, soul, and spirit. And they're all interconnected. And if one is out of alignment, the others might also be. And if we know that the desire of the of God is for healing, that's that's step one to knowing how to pray. We have to know that it's God's will. We can't say if it's your will, let it be done when it's about healing. His name is healer. He does not change. So we have to have that firmly in our foundation that he wants to heal us. So what does he want to heal? So I'd say the first step for healing is hear the voice of God. You have got to be able to hear his voice. And step two is ask the Holy Spirit if the alignment is needed in the body, soul, or spirit. And which one? And he, it might be all three, but he's going to start somewhere. Maybe he wants to start healing a soul. And if so, you know, you're going to ask him, okay, if it's this, if you hear the word soul, then you're going to ask another question. Holy Spirit, is it their mind, will, or emotions that are affected? What do we need to work on first? And there's going to be a string of events that happens as you pray with the Holy Spirit. You don't do this by yourself. No physical manpower on this earth can heal someone. It's all about the Spirit of God coming into the situation. So I want to give you a spiritual example, a scriptural example of how to pray. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. It, it says, confess your sins so that you may be healed. So it's saying sin and the need for healing go hand in hand. But it also says, this is a formula here. It says that you have to be vulnerable and confess your sins to others. And that is a path to healing. That is one path to healing. It might not be for every time, but 
It is a path to healing, is being vulnerable and confessing with others. Vulnerability is so powerful. It releases the power of shame and guilt that the enemy tries to make so believable to us that, you you know, lies sound so true in the darkness of our minds. If there's something about the lies of the enemy that's hard for us to uncover ourselves, we need to be vulnerable with others. Maybe they've gone through this before. Maybe they can see it so clearly that we're so full of shame and deception that they can unlock keys for us. So I would say be vulnerable with others. When you open your life to someone else, when you truly get vulnerable with other people, there is so much power released in that because God lives in people. He he says our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So he's wanting to use other people to for you to see your healing. He doesn't want you to accomplish it all by yourself. Right now, I'm this is basically the lesson on the Father's heart regarding healing and there's so much more to that. What is inner healing? What you know, what does it look like to go walk through inner healing to, for the soul? Well, really that's forgiveness. Forgiveness and uncovering lies. And I've talked about this in a few of my other podcasts about forgiveness. And maybe I'll do another one. But if you listen to any of the other podcasts, you'll find really descriptive ways on how to walk yourself through inner healing and forgive and release judgments and bless others. But right now, I just want to, um, I wanted you to learn how to receive the full healing that Jesus died for on the cross. So I'm going to pray for you, and I, I, God, I just thank you for this group of listeners who are so eagerly desiring your word and your covering. Jesus, we thank you for dying on the cross for us. We thank you for dying for us and providing a way for our healing and for our restoration of our souls and our spirits and our eternal life. Thank you, Father, for making it so clear to us that it is your will to heal us and that you are healer. We look to you to be Lord of our life and Lord of our bodies and our souls and our spirits, and we want to be completely whole. We don't want any part of us to be out of alignment with your will. So we ask that you would show us right now, if there's healing in your life that you need, that I ask that you would just close your eyes and you would receive from the Holy Spirit right now, Holy Spirit, show them if there's anything blocking them, if it's their soul, if it's their body, or if it's their spirit. Be really clear to them. Give a vision. You might receive a vision of your past or a traumatic event that happened in your life that God really wants to deal with with you. And maybe he's going to show you right now someone you can pray with about this because you need to be vulnerable with other people to receive your healing. God, I just thank you for touching their bodies and Holy Spirit, I ask that you would touch their bodies right now, that you would send physical healing that is needed in their body, soul, and spirit. Come back into alignment with Christ. We ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, bless you guys. I hope that you were blessed through this um, teaching on the Father's heart towards healing. Have a great day.